Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Morgan Zeggers. Today, we're chit-chatting about a very, you know, it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad, uh, a very interesting article that's making its rounds from Good Ranchers. Kudos to them. Credit to them. It says, new government-funded food pyramid says Lucky Charms are healthier than steak. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So what happened is I saw some sort of meme about it, about Food Pyramid, Lucky Charms, Healthier Than Steak. And I'm thinking, I got to find this. Because if this is a real story, then obviously I want to talk about it. And I was searching all over the internet and I could not find a single thing. Nothing was coming up. I was, you know, Googling the words Food Pyramid, Lucky Charms, Steak. And trying my best to find it. I was trying on Twitter. I couldn't find a single thing. So I was like, maybe I'm just going crazy. And this is like an old meme that was just making a joke. Who knows? You know what I mean? So I kind of let it go. And then all of a sudden... Joe Rogan shares the thing about Lucky Charms, Food Pyramid, and Steak. And so that led me to finding out that there is a Good Ranchers article about it. And then I just went down a rabbit hole. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited that I kind of finally nailed it down and was able to find some information on it because I said this is going to be good. That being said, let's get into it. Now, if you have ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store and then you got home to use it and it wasn't very absorbent, then you're like me. It's basically a towel leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillows developed the MyPillow towels, towels that work. I know it's mind-blowing towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now you can receive a six-piece towel set for $39.98 with promo code MORGAN. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MORGAN. That's MyPillow.com, promo code MORGAN, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code MORGAN for $39 set of towels. Okay. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe, by the way. Thank you very much. I know I'm just fantastic at promotion. (laughs) Just kidding. I just want to get talking about the topic. Let's go. All right. So let's start with this good bloggers. It's a section on goodranchers.com. Pretty creative name. Good bloggers came out with an article that says new government funded food pyramid says Lucky Charms are healthier than steak. Now, if you're like me and you've become a little awakened to the fact that the food pyramid has been a scam for a long time. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that it's directly tied, but it is a little suspicious that the year the food pyramid that was a scam got released and promoted in the United States by our government and in our schools. That's the year that obesity started to skyrocket as well. So just a little, just a little sketchy. I don't know, but I've known for a bit that it's a scam and there's so many layers to it that this story caught my attention. It starts out with this says, buckle up, this one's a doozy. You probably missed it, but in September 2022, the White House hosted a conference that focused on nutrition, health, and hunger in America. Darius Mazafarian, who is one of the main organizers of the event and is currently the dean of the Tufts School of Nutrition, presented a newly designed food pyramid that only cost three years of time and millions of taxpayer dollars. The new wisdom they found? Lucky charms are healthier than steak. Don't believe me? 
Here are some results pulled out of the Tuft Food Compass. Okay, so the actual Tuft Food Compass is linked in this story if you guys want to go click on it. But Good Ranchers included this one specific chart that has everybody talking about it. And it's basically a a list of different foods and their ranking in terms of to be encouraged, to be moderated, and to be minimized. So the higher the number out of 100, that food is to be encouraged. And then if it's red and a low number versus a green and high number, it's to be minimized. Now, here's the foods at the top that have above a 75. So 75 to 100. Watermelon, kale, frosted mini wheats, unsweetened almond milk, non-fat frozen yogurt, chocolate covered almonds, orange juice with calcium, honey nut Cheerios, and dates. The foods in the yellow section, so between 34 and 69, are sweet potato fries or chips at 69, and we'll go down, egg substitute, fried in vegetable oil, skinless chicken breast, Lucky Charms at 60, whole wheat bread, canned pineapple in heavy syrup is at 51, boiled or poached egg, literally an egg, is at 51 on this chart. Whole milk is at 49, directly above almond M&Ms at 43. Non-fat mozzarella cheese is at 42. Under non-fat mozzarella cheese is ice cream cone with nuts at 34. And then we get to the red section where there's three things. Whole egg fried in butter is at food to be minimized, a 29. Next is cheddar cheese, a food to be minimized at 28. And the lowest food on this ranked scale, the number one food to minimize in your diet is ground beef. So in the ranking of what to encourage in a diet, ground beef is the lowest and most encouraged to be minimized. And above ground beef, they are encouraging you, the U.S. government, encouraging you to do things like eat an ice cream cone with nuts, canned pineapple and heavy syrup, Lucky Charms, egg substitute fried in vegetable oil, Honey Nut Cheerios, chocolate-covered almonds, unsweetened almond milk, or frosted mini-wheats. All of those are encouraged beyond just some ground beef, okay? I've got to be honest, I eat ground beef like two times a day at this point. It's just easy to cook. Let's go to what Good Rancher says. The Good Bloggers site says, as you can see, Lucky Charms receives a 60, while ground beef is at a 26. Beef steak ranked a little above 30 on the chart which means both beef items received half the score of Lucky Charms. If we turn our attention to the green section of foods that are encouraged, we see that chocolate-covered almonds received a 78 and, quote, should be encouraged in someone's diet. Chocolate-covered nuts should be encouraged, while beef and a majority of commonly consumed meats should be minimized. This new food pyramid is being touted as the most comprehensive and science-based nutrient profiling system to date which honestly isn't surprising anymore. This is happening in a country where Congress declared pizza to be a vegetable. And if tomato paste can make pizza a vegetable, then maybe luck can make the charms healthy. And yes, you guys, I'm going to read that article next because I found information on when that happened with the pizza. Good Rancher says the concerning thing is that these ridiculous studies impact the food kids eat day to day at school. They also impact average people's views of nutrition. 
There are many variables to the rise in weight gain within America, but a simple chart like the one below cannot be overlooked. Something is causing us to be sicker than ever before in history, and the food we eat, labeled, quote, good for us by others, the experts, seems to be at the forefront of it. So I would add in this, this is Morgan's edition. I personally find it interesting and concerning that the government is spending millions of dollars and trying to come off as experts on this to tell us to eat food that is actually bad for us, that's proven to be bad, that's filled with a bunch of preservatives and a bunch of bad chemicals, artificial food, basically, foodstuffs. But they're also looking at good natural food, simple as ground beef, and saying, don't eat that. Even though that's good for us, they're telling us that it's bad for us, and they're citing studies. So how did a study like this come about? Who funded it? What was the incentive behind it? I personally, it's like the worst of the worst. Are they trying to make us sick? I personally believe that that is a serious problem that we're facing, where you have these people that make a lot of money curing our problems and helping us with our sicknesses. They are also behind the companies that are giving us food that end up making us sick. That's one thing. Now, adding the government into it, it's like, why, why would the government want us to be fat and lazy and unhealthy? Gee, who knows why? Whoa, what a concept. So that's concerning in one thing. We have to think back to the New York Times story and the other attacks that have been coming out against ranching, against the beef industry, against anybody that eats meat, against cowboys. They're literally attacking this way of life and this entire industry where people just want to eat normal, natural meat, beef, chicken, whatever it is. And they're trying to tell us that it's not healthy, but most importantly, they're doing it because they believe that it's contributing to climate change, right? So I can't remember exactly what it was called, but the New York Times article was something along the lines of, you know, meet the people that are destroying the planet. And guess who they were talking about? Ranchers, because they claim that cow farts are leading to climate change, which will destroy the world in 10 years. If you remember how AOC's little sheet got leaked about the Green New Deal a few years back. I see them trying to incentivize us to not eat meat by telling us it's unhealthy and to eat things that are, you know, made in a factory with the combining a bunch of chemicals. Are they doing that as well? Not just to like make us sick or not just to make us fat and lazy and obese, whatever it is. Are they doing it to try and push their climate agenda? And they think that, oh, well, we just have to convince them. We just have to get some studies that sign off on this and maybe they'll listen to us and think it's not even healthy in the first place. That's where my mind goes. So either way, back to the story though. What Good Rancher says is, you know, it's not shocking anymore that this kind of stuff happens. You have people saying in the name of science that we should do certain things that actually don't add up, that look like they're kind of dangerous or bad for us. And it's all the experts, it's all the government funded stuff, it's all the big pharma stuff, it's all the big companies. And it's kind of like, you know, this is, seems like a repeated pattern at some point. And so it's not really that shocking. On top of that, it's not shocking when you know that the government has already approved pizza to be considered a vegetable in school lunches because it has a couple spoonfuls of tomato sauce on top of it. Did you know that? Either way, that's what they cite. And then they, they include this link from a guy named Justin Mares. The tweet is a picture of a graph and it's a graph that says the rise in U.S. overweight slash obesity coincides with the beginning of dietary guidelines. So think of when we introduced things like the food pyramid. This graph shows that in 1980, when we launched the dietary guidelines for Americans, that's 1980, all of a sudden, the level of overweight slash obesity in America jumped from a steady 45 to 50. It was below 50 for over 20 years. 
just kind of at like a steady horizontal line. In 1980, when when the government told us to start eating a different way, it jumped from less than 50% of overweight and obese people in America to now just under 75% in 2010. Okay? So it jumped, it was at a steady, a little bit above 45 for decades. We introduce what the government says is healthy for us to eat, and then now... Uh, almost 75% of people in America are either overweight or obese. So something's a little weird there. You know what I mean? So Good Rancher says, hopefully this gets us asking the question, are these recommendations truly for my benefit or for someone else's? Good question. Only one thing is for certain after looking at all this information. If this food pyramid is what was found at the end of the Lucky Charm rainbow, then we no longer want a pot of gold. Give us a steak instead. (laughs) That's a funny ending. Okay, so you guys can kind of get the picture there. Something is clearly off if the government-funded study is telling us that beef is the one thing, the top thing, the number one thing that we should be reducing consumption of, but we should be increasing consumption and encouraging the consumption of things like chocolate-covered almonds, almond milk, frosted mini-wheats, Honey Nut Cheerios, skinless chicken breast, and Lucky Charms, and of course, canned pineapple in heavy syrup. (laughs) So crazy. So from that story, I kind of want to ping pong from there to a few other articles that are related. The first one is from CBC. It's a Canada source, and it's titled Pizza Still a Vegetable for U.S. Schools. It was written in November 2011. And first of all, I found it interesting because it's talking about what American schools are doing from a Canadian perspective in terms of like what dum-dums, right? So this article says, pizza still counts as a vegetable in U.S. public school cafeterias. The U.S. Agriculture Department originally wanted to require a half cup of tomato paste for a pizza slice to qualify as a vegetable. But on Thursday, the U.S. House of Representatives backed off from the stricter requirement. A slice of pizza will continue to qualify as a vegetable because it contains two tablespoons of tomato paste. (laughs) Quote, it's an important victory, said Corey Henry, the spokesman for the American Frozen Food Institute. The trade association lobbied Congress on behalf of frozen pizza sellers, such as ConAgra Foods Incorporated and Schwann Food Co. and French fry maker McCain Foods Limited. The USDA also proposed limits on French fries, increasing the variety of fruits and vegetables, and limiting starchy vegetables, including corn and green peas. Earlier this week, the U.S. Center for Science in the Public Interest said the legislation would be a bigger blunder than when the U.S. President Ronald Reagan's administration tried and failed to credit ketchup as a vegetable in the school lunch program. Pizza should be served with a vegetable not count as one, the consumer advocacy group said on its website. The decision comes as Michelle Obama continues her campaign to combat childhood obesity. (laughs) And then it linked to Michelle Obama's entire initiative to do so. And speaking of Michelle Obama's campaign, which had to do with getting children more active, getting them outside, it did have to do with, with health in terms of nutrition and what kids were eating. But it's really hard if as an administration and as a federal government, the United States leaders are allowing groups and companies and industries to bring big lobbying efforts 
to do things like count ketchup or count a pizza with two tablespoons of tomato sauce on top to count as a vegetable. All so that you have to consider this. Think of how many schools are in America. Think of how many children need a school lunch. Okay. So if you are a company or a provider of these frozen foods and of certain things like ketchup packets or frozen pizzas with tomato sauce on them, of course, guess what? You really want to get those contracts in schools because it's like guaranteed demand for your product. And you're going to get those contracts that will last that whole school year. And that's a lot of money. And so if you can get the U.S. government to consider your food to be healthy in terms of what the experts say, then you are, you know, good as gold. You know what I mean? So that's why we see, of course, big money interests involved in this. And it just doesn't really make sense to have your political leaders saying, oh, we want kids to be active. We want them playing outside for an hour or two a day, all this stuff. But we also think it's okay to give them pizza for lunch when they are learning a bunch, their brains are developing. And health has to do with so much more than just playing outside in the playground for an hour. It's like a Band-Aid to tell your kids to go outside and play and to have your first lady encouraging this kind of stuff. Whereas behind closed doors, you have politicians agreeing to consider pizza as a vegetable for children and an okay lunch in the first place. I mean, if you look at, I remember back in school, I wonder if this has to do with it. I remember back in school, it was a lunch meal once a week, I believe on Wednesdays, breadsticks, breadsticks. It was like two breadsticks and you would dip it in tomato sauce as a side, pizza sauce. And um, I think back to that of like, how did the adults think that it was okay for children that were waking up early, getting to school, they were there for hours, they're learning a bunch, they're moving around a bunch. And you think the proper nutrition that they need to get by that day in school is bread breadsticks? Are you kidding me? So I see that kind of stuff and it upsets me, but it, it all makes a lot more sense, especially after we've learned how the government behaves with health stuff, aka what we saw with COVID. So that's the pizza vegetable thing. And you know what, you guys, this is going over. I kind of wanted to shorten the episodes up. And so I'm going to talk about this last resource from bellybelly.com.au called Did the Food Pyramid Cause Our Obesity Crisis? Three Major Mistakes Health Officials Made. We're going to go over that in the next episode. So stay tuned, subscribe so you get notified when this next episode comes out. And I will see you then. Thank you. Thank you.